Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, though. I'm Gonk Carlo Tumbera, and I promise not to try to talk about The Witcher uh, for the whole review. Emma. What's the order? <laughs> I think it's you, TJ. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> I am TJ of the berries. I don't know. It's high. You see how it feels, guys? It sucks, doesn't it? All right. I'm I I'm I'm Amanda Facosta. And I was going to make, like, I'm a cyberpunk joke because, like, I was going to say, like, because I'm crashing and burning and ha ha ha. <laughs> but I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm just Amanda Facosta this week. Oh, okay. TJ, the fallout boy. Get it? Because it's. Oh! Ah, there you nice, go. Nice. I respect it. Hi, guys. This is Nick. I don't have a clever pun today for this game, but I just want to point out what a very fitting end to 2020. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. Wow. Damn. Uh, yeah, he's right. Cause this is a great <laughs> game, right, guys? Like, yeah. so much fun Woo. to have in December. So, uh, this week we are talking about uh, possibly one of the most anticipated games ever. Uh, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Woo. Uh, if you somehow don't know what game this is. Uh, in this game, you play as V. V is, and I guess this is part of the discussion, but V is kind of a lot of things, but also the same thing all the time. Uh, v can be a corpo, like a corporate dude. V can be a nomad, which is kind of like a more tribal type thing. Or a corporate gal. Be... Correct, correct. Uh, or corporate they, I think, as well. Yes. yes. Or no. Uh can be no oh. you, you can mix and match like voices and bodies but i think you're still stuck in a gender binary anyways or <laughs> v can also be a um like a gang member um and you live in 2077 in night city which is basically california turned new york and uh it's cyberpunk it's that aesthetic and it's all of that from cd project red um well there's uh there's a lot we can talk about in this game but um, since I assume you probably know what this is, I just kind of want to jump right into it with a uh, context and what we played as. So in this game, you get uh, three beginning options, and then uh, you have different ways to build your character. You have uh, six core stats, kind of like in any tabletop RPG, because fun fact, this is based off a tabletop RPG. Mm-hmm. There was Cyberpunk 2020, Cyberpunk Red, and now Cyberpunk 2077, the video game. So... Um, for context, I played it on PC. Uh, I am currently about 20 hours in. Uh, I have not finished the game. I will explain why in a moment. But, uh, I chose to go with the Nomad, uh, beginning. And I am very heavily stealth and, uh, quick hack. Which, oh god, we'll talk about it in a second. But one of my favorite mechanics is, since everyone has cybernetics and stuff, like, you can hack your enemies. And I just, I really enjoy that, uh, as a concept. So, yeah. Uh, I think... Well, t- tell us what you guys played on. <laughs> um, I I guess I'll go. I I played on the PS4, basic PS4, not the Pro. Mistake, mistake number one. <laughs> um, I played as the female V because uh, the voice actress for her. I'm blanking on her name right now. She's also the voice of Makoto in Persona Five who was my my waifu in Persona 5, so I'm obsessed with her. Fantastic oh, voice God. actress. That's why I went with her. <laughs> um, and I went the street kid route, um, which I, I don't know the differences between the three of them, but it starts you off in the city, kind of in the slums. You got to fight your way to the top or whatever, um, which apparently is the most boring choice because I've heard Corpro's the most interesting, and I've heard that Nomad but is like the canonical one, like the the canon pathway so i chose the third option (laughs) but yeah that's what i did Uh, i did not play the game although i did a little bit of research with one of my friends who played who bought it and is playing it for ps5 uh yeah i got the game (laughs) and that's it i got the game and then i couldn't play it you know why because it wouldn't open and so i didn't play the game (laughs) But uh, can't wait to talk about it. All right. Woo. 
So what you're hearing here is that if you've enjoyed our show, please uh, go support us on Patreon so that Amanda can start playing some games because we either need to upgrade her PC or get her a, a get system her a or PS5. something. Because yeah, okay. Well, I'm definitely not gonna get a PS5 because a controller for me is just not the move. It's just I. It takes. It'll take me a few months to get used to a controller, and we don't have that kind of time, guys. I guess time you isn't hate real. We don't have Spider-Man. it. Spider Man. That's fine. If you hate Spider Man, shut up, Palazzo. I don't hate Spider Man. I'm just saying, okay. I don't know. I, I want to get a Switch, so like, I'll, I'll, I'll look at getting a Switch. Like, whatever. Awesome. So, uh, <laughs> for for this, I mean, there, this is a very um, rich game. It's made by CD Projekt Red, people who made The Witcher, and I promise I won't talk about it that much, but uh, it's possibly the best game I've ever played. So It's up there. Uh, yeah. yeah, so there's high expectations there. I mean, if, if you enjoy that style of game, and in that vein, there's a lot to do in this game. So um, there's, a, there's a lot of different things we can talk about, but I would love to just kind of delve into the main mechanics and kind of what we found most enjoyable, what we found ourselves doing often. Um, this is kind of a role-playing game, but it has kind of a linear story. Uh, I mean, we'll get into that in a second in narrative, but... Uh, mechanically, I would say that the, the big things that you're doing all the time is you can drive quite a bit. Um, I think a lot of people expect this to be like a future GTA, and I don't think that is an accurate comparison to make, uh, really at all. Uh, there are some elements like, sure, you can steal cars, I guess, and stuff like that, but it's just, it's not that, that kind of sandbox, but you drive a bit. There's obviously combat and there's different ways to go about it. Um, you can shoot, there are really cool melee weapons in this game, which I love. I, anytime you put swords in the future, I think that's great. Uh, and so today I got around to messing with the katanas quite a bit and that was fun. Um, and then of course there's the whole hacking and like, uh, augmentation aspect of all of that. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that kind of covers the basis of what you're going to be doing 90% of the time, right? Yep. Pretty much going around doing your missions just side missions uh upgrading yourself all that yeah uh, so i'm just curious like i mean how did that feel for you did you you know did the mechanics feel good i know the witcher like uh just because it is a cd project red game um being set in that kind of more medieval-esque era it had really like smooth combat but i feel like it wasn't super engaging because you could especially when you get certain abilities you could kind of just spam like sword swing and you're good, and then uh, there are cool abilities, um, but it's uh, the, the combat is a little too simple. I think with, like, the firepower of, um, of guns, it kind of introduces an element of danger that disappears once you get uh, a little bit further into a game like The Witcher. And so I have found myself being, like, uh, really engaged all of the time. I'm playing on hard difficulty because Ooh. I don't know why, but it has, like, a little barcode under it when you're selecting your difficulty. I normally just go with whatever the default is. So I was going to go normal, but because it had something under hard, I said, maybe this is what they want you to do. So I clicked on that. Uh, and that has been a really interesting experience. Uh, I don't find that the game is overly difficult, but... It is kind of like, a, you know, if you're dumb and you start taking bullets, like, you're dead pretty quick. Um, and so I've really been playing heavy into the stealth of my character, and I've been enjoying the hell out of it. Especially because I feel like this year in a lot of the games, I was avoiding stealth to try and broaden my horizons because I enjoy that so much. Uh, so it was nice to reconnect with my inner splinter cell. And then also be, like, hacking people on the fly. Like, there's a really cool one, which, disturbing in 2020, but a cool ability overall. There's a hack you could do called Contagion, where you literally select an enemy, and they get poisoned. And then that poison spreads to other enemies near them, and so on and so forth for a while. Um, you can disable their sight, disable their movement. You can make them turn on other enemies, like, stuff like that. I really think that that is one of the coolest mechanics in the game. Both your bio augmentations and the ability to hack other people's. Um, and the gunplay feels solid. So, I don't know. That's kind of an overview of how I've been approaching the game. Palazzo, what's it been like for you? Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> it's difficult to talk about anything in this game without mentioning the elephant in the room. But I will try my yeah, best yeah. <laughs> just to 
focus on the core of what you were talking about. So the the gameplay, the gunplay, all that stuff. Uh, my character, I went with uh, strength based, and I guess charisma was the other one, or cool. I think they called it in this game. Um, so yeah. I was going unga bunga on all the enemies I was coming across. Um, <laughs> I, I wish I did go hard mode because I found the game to be a little bit easy. But I think that's because maybe I put a lot of points into strength and, and my pistols and stuff. Yeah. Um, you mentioned The Witcher and compared it to its gameplay. I do agree that it, it, The Witcher eventually got a little uninteresting in the combat because, yeah, you can pick the one thing that helps you get through the entire game. But I, I found the combat in this game to be a little clunky and a little stale as well. Yeah. The, the gunplay just felt kind of jank to me i don't know why it got better as i went along and as i got used to the feel of it but i also felt like in this there weren't a ton of options um the hacking all those mechanics those are essentially spells right like spells from the witcher (laughs) that you cast on different enemies i didn't use like half of those i used the disable camera one if i wanted to go through an area stealth but i found that just headshotting people with a pistol was the way to go or busting out my katana if i had a strong one that might have been my play style and how i chose to approach things sure sure, but i never found it necessary to use half of what the game told you not only that but it was a big turnoff to even to attempt to learn how a lot of that stuff worked because i found that the menus in the game were very confusing almost to me and it was hard to decipher sort of i I don't know, like the ability trees. I I, I couldn't quite. I will say. Go ahead. Because uh, I'd love to hear what about it is confusing to you. Uh, um, it what I wasn't terribly far in, but I was a few hours in before I realized that in the ability trees there are tabs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like there are. And it, it, yeah, like each each uh, each I guess skill has like two different aspects to it and its own separate skill trees, and I was like, wow. These are way more useful than the ones I've been putting my points in. And it was hard to find, right? Those tabs? Yeah. I didn't find those right away either. Not only, I like, things like that are a little confusing. The important stuff, they don't quite tell you enough about. And the rest of it just seems so busy in the menus. Everything. The map is busy. Mm-hmm. The ability screen is busy. The inventory is really busy to sift through. I just feel yeah. like in their effort to go, like, everything is cyberpunk shove it down their throats Mm -hmm. it it kind of hurt the experience because i'm like i don't know what i'm looking at or what i'm reading or what half of this means like it it, that i could be in the minority i don't know but i just found a lot of it to be confusing i don't know i'm i'm really curious as to how much of your experience is colored by the fact that you played on console and i don't mean that in like a to invalidate because most people will play on console um but I do think that the cyberpunk, like, f- this future aesthetic, I feel like this game was, and we'll talk about it in performance in just a second, uh, but I do feel like this game was very PC first, right. which is the opposite of what you see in most uh, games. Uh, even, and I might be wrong here, but I think even with something like The Witcher, which is made by the same studio, uh, a lot of times you see control schemes and menu layouts and everything is optimized for controller first. And that's why a lot of times people complain about bad PC ports. Whereas I found uh, this game sits so well at home on a PC, both uh, like playing on a monitor and playing with mouse and keyboard more than anything. Um, one, because, you know, that like future aesthetic, but two, like... A lot of the design and everything is very much like a, I guess, a computer program. So I think like once I shifted my mindset into running like that, like it, I, I, everything, I don't know. I feel like it felt smoother to me than it sounds like it was for you. Uh, There certainly is a lot that is hidden and, or not hidden, but like you need to dig and might not be apparent immediately. But I think it's easier to navigate if you have a mouse to click on stuff instead of trying to move a joystick around and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where I'm just curious, like if you had played on PC, would you feel the same way that you feel now? Well, um, I, I but get... it's still, it, it's something that's worth mentioning for the majority of people. Yes. I do think my experience purely in terms of gameplay was colored mm-hmm. by a lot of the issues in the game. Cause truly to, to be honest, I don't think I know how the game is supposed to run in terms of I like, don't think you do either. <laughs> how it's supposed to feel. 
Like a yeah. lot of things that popped up in the game, I a lot of the times I'm like, okay, is this how the game actually feels, or am I fighting with it, fighting through the glitches yeah. and stuff? Even visual cues on the screen, I'm like, all right, is this game trying to be cyberpunk, or am I experiencing another glitch? I don't know. Yeah. It's so hard to tell. So that frustrated me. Uh, in terms of the other stuff, story content, um, navigating through the menus, my that experience wasn't colored by uh, the glitches, I don't think. Or playing on controller. Um, oh, another big part of the gameplay, too, is vehicle traversal. Just yeah. driving around through the city. Um, driving around was fun, but the way that the vehicles controlled are dog poo-poo. Let me tell you. Uh, really? Yes. It felt like I was on ice the whole time. Really, really slippery ice. It was so janky. Yeah, they, uh, I, there's a little bit of like... Uh... I don't know, like it's missing a little bit of friction, I guess. I, it doesn't drift a bit. feel right. The motorcycles were okay. I got a better handle on those, but the actual cars, I'm like, this mm, this doesn't feel right. Mm-mm. Didn't. Hmm. No. But I don't I don't think I had that visceral a reaction to the vehicles. Uh, but then again, I have not. Um, I feel like I haven't spent too much time just just driving around. Well, um, yeah, because I would fast travel most of the time. I didn't care enough to drive from point A to point B. I've actually, um, I'm at a point in in the game where, for one reason or another, I do not have a vehicle. Okay. Um, and I've been putting off going to get it. So I've actually been running places. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Like a madman. <laughs> well, you don't use the fast travel stations? I've used it once or twice if something's too far, but most of the time I just run, and if I see anything on the way, I'm like, ooh, let's, let's well, go see what's up over Yeah, there. but that's the difference between this game and something like The Witcher or even something like Red Dead or GTA. And first mm-hmm. of all, I completely agree with you. This is not a good game to compare to GTA. It is very, very different. Um, but there, you guys know what emergent gameplay is, right? Yeah. To, to an extent where you're like no well okay it's for those of you that don't know it's like you're walking through a game world and you either do something or something happens to you that feels spontaneous and like you created the scenario sort of it, it feels very natural as opposed to very linear storytelling type of method so like in games like red dead where bandits would jump out at you and you have to fight them off and you can do a couple of things to get rid of them that's sort of like what emerging gameplay is very bare bones yeah. definition um i didn't feel that with this game at all from traversing the world like uh, uh, the 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 enemies that were scattered around the world or even the police were very their involvement was very minimal for me unless i was actually going into an enemy base and Mm -hmm. nothing really interacted with you on your drives from point a to point b versus in the witcher when i would travel around the world on roach and go from place to place i feel like there was always something happening often like in the woods somewhere or like in a nearby town that i could stop by on my way to my mission and this i didn't really get that feeling at all it was very even though the world was expansive and beautiful and the environments were great they it still felt very bland to me and i don't know why yeah well let's talk about that for a second because i do think that is a big challenge in games i don't know maybe it's just my taste but generally i find that that more like uh bare bones uh, or not bare bones but like um pre-industrial era settings are usually uh much more effective for video games in my experience just because everything is so much more grounded like i mean just look at the way we live like day to day you know you're driving in your car like you have no idea what's happening to other people around you and so being forced to move on foot or on horse like it gives you so much more of a like, I guess, exposed feeling to where you really are more of a part of everything that's going on around mm-hmm. you. And so I think partially this might be a symptom of that because I feel that often in games. But also I, I do agree with you that, like, I agree and I disagree because a lot of the enemies that are scattered throughout the overworld, usually there are um, there are gangs and there are police member, uh, police officers as well as uh, other, like, uh, I guess corporate corporate hitmen like stuff like that that you can kind of see and a lot of times what you're doing is you're engaging with like gangs and so if you're moving around on foot it's actually um there's incredibly present but in such a casual way that I think it's like 
it's almost like a terrifying point that the game is trying to make. Like, literally, I'm running down the street and there's a shootout happening, like, in front of a little plaza, and I just run past it. Or I can choose to get involved and collect the bounties and all of that. Um, and I think that's kind of part of the setting. Like, crime is rampant. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think it's meant to have that casual aesthetic. But I do also agree with you that then it feels less significant. Like, they're not as much of an obstacle until you are directly in that base. Also... I cannot understand what the hell the deal with the police in this game is. <laughs> because apparently I'm a criminal because if they look at me too long, they'll start shooting at me. But also, apparently I work for them and I collect bounties from them. And, like, I don't want to get too deep into it, but for a game that's, like, cyberpunk, I feel like a lot of people were expecting, like, a overthrow the establishment, like, type thing here. And, like, me, like, I love that in Outer Worlds, like, destroying the corporations. Like, I don't think I've ever enjoyed anything more (laughs) than bringing down all of them. I, again, I'm not far enough in, but from what it looks like, like, this game is telling a story, and I don't think you really get the choice to, like overthrow the corporations i don't even think you get the choice to go against police because to my knowledge you there is no benefit to like fighting the police like you just have to avoid them pretty much or right am i wrong here no you're no you're absolutely not wrong in fact i agree with you in in fact there are missions that are given to you for me as a street kid where you could help the police and i'm like yeah that doesn't make any sense to me why would my character want to help the cops when i'm clearly very much not on their side i i get it's fluff and they want you to do more things in the world but i'm like in terms of role playing it doesn't make too much sense to me not only that but i never got to experience the wanted mechanic with the police because they just never chased me and i would do a lot of bad things like the yeah i would shoot people um not civilians or anything but um just start gunfights in the street and they like they wouldn't come after me for whatever reason i feel like they're supposed to i've heard there is a common glitch with the police though where just randomly they would spawn and start going after you for no reason whatsoever (laughs) i don't know why but it's happened to some people they would phase in and out they'd chase you they'd stop chasing you it's just I, I don't I've it. definitely had them chase me, uh, especially because sometimes they're located at the entrance of areas that I'm trying to go to for other reasons, and then they start shooting at me because I walk past them on the stairs, and I'm like, bruh, please. Um, so I the mechanic is there, but I it's definitely not as robust as something like a GTA. Um, right. It just kind of seems like they'll attack you if you're in the area, but if you escape, you're good, you know? It, I don't think they're... To my knowledge, I don't think they can sick helicopters on you or anything like that. Yeah, not that um, I know of. So, I, yeah, that, that is kind of a failing there. And uh, not to keep putting off the uh, uh, the bug discussion, but it seems like we're kind of in the role play uh, territory. Because when it comes to, like, the police and the gang members, uh, because you, you get street cred when you basically take out other gang members and stuff like that. Um, which, I mean, makes sense. But I think you should also get street cred for taking out police. <laughs> like, you know? Uh, and it comes down to, I really wish that um, there was a little bit more uh, specificity in the roleplay. Because I do think that, especially on a hard difficulty or above, um, I think that you have to choose your skills wisely and really invest in them in mm. order to have a smooth playthrough. Uh, and that is that's been a, a tremendous joy of the game for me. Like clearing out a base takes me forever, but it's fun because I'm I am being Splinter Cell. I'm disabling all their security systems. I'm taking out enemies one at a time. I'm hiding the bodies. I'm doing all of this, and I am enjoying that. It's a slow, methodical play style that is that I'm having fun with. And in a future playthrough, I could see myself building, you know, like a brawler who runs around with a sword and a pistol and just takes everything head on. Um, I've had uh, th- one of the first early, like, or not even early, because I'm like, it was like ten hours in or more. But there's kind of like a, a boss fight-ish in the game. Um, I accidentally put myself into a corner where I did not realize I was entering a restricted area and I got killed. And then my autosave would load me when I was already in the area and about to get spotted. So, like, there was no way for me to, like, re-stealth. I had to take them all on, like, head-on. Mm. And it was difficult because I'm not a brawny dude. I'm a, I'm a stealth and charisma guy. So... I was, like, getting owned, and I had to, like, literally bunker down in a corner, poison them as much as I could, shoot, 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 hide, repeat, keep doing that. And so, eventually, that locked me out of the charisma option for the final boss encounter. 
And so I had to fight him. And that was hard. And so, like, that's a moment where, like, even though it was by mistake, it's a cool thing that, that shows that your roleplay within the gameplay matters. But when it comes to, like, who your character is, who V is, it seems like there's really kind of one path here. And it's it's made confusing by the fact that you have these three different origins. Like, I would love for me to be able to take on the police missions as, like, a corpo, you know, to be like, I am strictly against the gang violence, and I do want to help the police, and I want to help the corporations, I want to do this. And then, as a street kid, you know, I could be like, oh, I give me missions against the police and against the corporate, you know, like, to have that kind of diversity. But it's not really there. No. And it is so weird to me, because the story is linear in a way that, like, even The Witcher wasn't. Even though in The Witcher, you're playing as a pre-made character. Like, in The Witcher, you're playing as Geralt, and Geralt has a set story. But you can kind of decide who your Geralt is within those lines. Here, it's like you're trying to decide who your character is from scratch, but then funneling that into a more linear story. And I think that was kind of a weak choice. I wish they would have just designed V to be a singular, canonical character. You're right. No, I totally agree. I felt in The Witcher more like Geralt is me rather than this character that I built from scratch. Like, that feels so backwards to me. And um, I I have heard um, what you said exactly. Like, even though there's three completely different pathways, they all sort of funnel into the same thing pretty much. Um, There might be minor differences here and there, but... You get, like, dialogue options, stuff like that, which is nice, but I wish it went further if you're gonna let us build characters and you specifically have, like... I thought that this game, I would hopefully get three completely different playthroughs out of it. And while I think you can with the gameplay mechanics, I don't think the story is going to be much different. I could be completely wrong. Um, I will say, as someone who just beat the game not but 20 minutes ago, um, the endings appear like they... It's like The Witcher, where you can get vastly different endings. Ooh, okay, I um, like that. Which I is, love that about I, I don't know how many there are, but it appears like there could be like six or seven and they seem very different from one another so who knows maybe i'll reload a save and try another one just to see but at least the endings you Uh, could sort of make choices that branch off into different paths hey so i just looked it up and apparently there are five five endings okay okay not bad now i mean i don't want to get into it too much because that's like spoiler territory and all that but i do hope that you know hopefully those endings have something to do with your background and how you've played v um, I will say, though, that the story does react to your decisions because my mm-hmm. V was very friendly, very chill. You know, I was a nomad, came to Night City, made my friends, did all of this. And then uh, after that mission where I accidentally got locked into the massacre option, like I went to talk to the boss and I was like, I tried to be friendly V again. And I was like, yo, I just want to talk. And I was like, uh, just want to talk for someone who just slaughtered all of those people. Yeah, that's a really weird choice of words. I'm not talking to you. And then I got locked into the the brawling. Uh, and so it's interesting because I found that I've kind of, I'm role-playing like this weird like turn in my character. And my companion in a, in a mission was commenting on it. She was like, you, uh, wow, you really don't mess around, do you? Which is not how I started the playthrough at all. Um, so again, I don't know how much they react to stuff, but it seems to be there. Like there's an element of that. However... In the main story, it is linear to the point of you could be interacting with a main story character one way for the whole playthrough because you're role playing. And then at the very end, they just sort of stick you into a very set path where it's like, wait, the way that this character is reacting to me doesn't make any sense based on the way I've been talking to them the whole game. Why? Um, So they still are trying to force you into a very clear pathway for the main characters in the side quests, yes that is totally the case you you could shape your own journey your own adventure and the way that the world interacts with you as well but uh, in my experience that was not the case for hmm. the main story that's weird. what i was referring to just now was a main story quest oh. but uh i mean hey you've seen it all the way through to the end so you're you're probably a better judge of that than i am right on that note the reason uh i've only played about 20 hours was actually a few days ago i played um hmm okay let's talk about performance now so yeah we got to (laughs) yeah a few days ago when i started the game i was really trying to power through it and so uh when i hit i want to say roughly you know 10 12 hour mark i reached a point where i was like cool 
I think I've seen enough of the game that I know what I need to know for the review. Maybe not as much as I would like, but with the stuff I am enjoying, I feel like it just was not worth rushing the story, especially in the game's state, because I was going to enjoy it significantly less. And so I made, I guess, a somewhat selfish decision in saying, cool, this is just the state the game is in now, and this is... This is all we can review. I don't think I need to see any more to review it. And so I left it there so that I could come back to the game with an improved state and and actually, you know, take it in at the best it can be, you know? Um, if you are somehow not aware, Cyberpunk launched in an absolutely abysmal state. Mm-hmm. Uh, performance is terrible and plenty of bugs as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Palazzo, I would love to hear from you about it because I know you're playing on a on a console and on top of that, a basic PS4. But I think the main verdict that you can take away from performance is that this game was built for next-gen consoles and... Maybe not necessarily high-end, but, like, recent PCs. If you do not fall within that range, this game is not going to run well for you. At the very least, I would say at least for a month, most likely longer, if not ever. Um, Granted, CD Projekt Red does have a history of improving their games and, and kind of bringing that better performance over time. But, I mean, you know, you're trying to run it on eight-year-old hardware, and this is graphically... Um, you know, one of the most impressive games to probably ever be made. Like, if you could see it running at full glory in its full glory, it's impressive. Um, but my system is no—it's not fantastic, but it's not. Uh, I'm above the minimum recommended specs. I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, I've got a 1060, and so uh, in my experience, the game started okay, and then. It was just, like, lagged, like, straight-up freezes for, like, seconds at a time. Then we got that kind of day one patch, and that made stuff better. But consistently, I was lucky to be sitting around 20 FPS, which is not great. Uh, And I was seeing dips as low as, like, 2 or 4 frames per second at times. Particularly when you're running around uh, the outside of the city, like, on the sidewalk. It was just too much to load, and I I didn't have it on high settings. Like, my mirrors don't even reflect. Uh, that's how low I had everything turned down, and it was really bad, which sucks because I, I'm enjoying a lot of what the game has to offer, um, but the performance is just so bad that it would take you out of it. I will say, today, for some reason, I was like, I was just, I, I was like, I need, I want to play some more Cyberpunk. Let's get a little more in for before the review. Uh, and it seems that now, updated drivers, latest updates and everything, um, while I do still mo- occasionally have some bad drops, uh, th- it seems to be sitting somewhere between the 20 to 50 FPS range at pretty much all times. It will drop below that, but it is more stable there, you know, nearing 40 FPS, which is playable. Um, and I've been having a much better time there. I'm just lucky to be on PC now let's hear from one of the poor unfortunate souls on last-gen console. Okay. Okay. Before I go off, I just <laughs> I just want to say that I, too, greatly enjoy the world. Uh, I like the story a lot. The side quests are great fun. They're the, the storytelling in those are great as well. However, <laughs> it is very hard to experience something that I enjoy yep. a lot when I am constantly being ripped straight out of the experience for hundreds upon hundreds of different experience breakers. Um, it is unacceptable, honestly. Like Absolutely. Uh, yep. and, and yes, CD Projekt Red has had a, a history of their games coming out not in the best state, and then they go back and fix some things later. Witcher 3 was like that. It came out not the best, but it eventually turned out well because they worked at it and worked at it, and it looks good now. Hooray. Um, but now they have a lot of money. Now they are yep. CD Projekt Red, the guys that made The Witcher, so there should be no excuse for this, especially since they made back all the money from the game on day one. 
And guess what? Most people are going to be playing this game on day one. Not a high-end PC, not a PS5, because you can't get one. They're going to be playing it on the PS4, Xbox One. The majority of those people out there are going to be playing it on this. So there's no reason why they shouldn't have made this better than what it is. I'll just, yeah. I guess I'll go through some of the bugs. Like, yeah, uh, frame rate has dropped well below 30 constantly. NPCs are popping in and out of the world constantly phasing through me i'm phasing through them i'm phasing mm-hmm. through buildings um i was climbing up a parking garage at one point i didn't know it was a parking garage mind you because it wasn't there i was just walking into something an open space and then oh look i'm in a parking garage because it just popped into the world <laughs> hooray uh again the cop glitch with them um showing up at random moments that didn't happen for me but it's there the tree glitch where there's a lot of tiny little trees that are spread throughout oh the world God. for whatever my first reason three hours i had trees everywhere and that's silly that that's, is so that's silly so funny. it's a little that's funny so funny um, that's very funny <laughs> uh glitches in uh dialogue options like you would hit an option sometimes it wouldn't activate i would have to hit square huh. a few times before i started talking and long long pauses in yeah, between yeah, the this. other characters talking which is ridiculous um one of the most egregious ones was today my character just started bursting into flames (laughs) for no reason you know i think i figured out what it was there was a mission i had done before where there was like an explosive thing um and i died from burning to death um but then i continued with that mission and then it kept happening to me over and over again even though i was well past the explosive barrel so maybe it just kept registering that moment until I reset yeah. the last checkpoint and then I was fine. But screw that because I lost so much time doing that over and over again. It, yeah. All these things just sort of come together to destroy what would otherwise be like an 8 or 9 out of 10 experience. Because there's, there's a lot of good things in this game. But if you can't play it because it is unplayable, even though you could power through the game you're fighting it the whole time. That's all you're thinking about. Like, oh, when is this game going to crash on me again? Because it yeah. crashed on me like seven times, I think was the grand total. And my PS4 never crashes on me. It like it happens twice in its lifespan ever. And all of a sudden, in the past few days, it crashes seven, eight times. That's ridiculous. Like, it is. Fix yeah. your game. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a little no, upset. No, no. I, I think what it ultimately comes down to is if we're being realistic... This game just should not have come out for PS4 or Xbox One. This game should have released on PC, and then they should have taken the extra time to polish the next-gen consoles, and then just release them on the next-gen consoles and leave it at that. But, and I mean, hey, I can't, I can't speak to what goes on inside the company, but I have a feeling this is some corpo greed going on. Yes, and you know what? I'm not done. They knew about this because guess what? When people were about to review this game and they sent out their review copies, they said you cannot show in-game footage. You have to use our um, pre-given clips that we're going to give you to show on your review, and it can't be from the PS4 or Xbox One. Can't well, show that off. Straight up, they just did not give reviewers access to they didn't give them the copies, PS4 right? or Xbox One for, game for until those? they gave it to them the day before the game came out. Right. And at least the official excuse, which I mean, I, I do kind of buy, uh, but still is not like an excuse, is that they were reportedly working on it literally until the last minute. And I believe it because I'm sure they're still working on it right now, you know, but... Still, like, that does not excuse the state. And, um, I mean, we'll we'll get to our vote eventually. But I I think that when you're buying, especially when it comes to software, um, you should always buy stuff based on what it is now and not on promises of what it can be in the future. Because that's how you get disappointed. Um, same reason I don't pre-order. Because you don't know what a game is, you know, when you pre-order it. Right. Um, I mean, it and so, ultimately, I'm sorry? I was saying, I mean, they definitely could have pushed it back because even on PS5, like, it doesn't look as great as it should. And it literally crashed. Like, I have a friend who has been playing it. Like, he loves the game, but it literally crashes, like, one or two times an hour. And this is on hmm. PS5. No, exactly. That's ridiculous. And it, it seems like they put a lot of their time into the PC version. And so that's fine. Release that PC version, but don't release the other versions until it's ready. Because then you get 
people who are souring this experience, especially for, you know, there's a ridiculous amount of hype around this game. Um, and I understand, I mean, it's unfortunate and like, cause you know, you know, they got death threats when they delayed the game, but then now they're getting death threats because the game's in a terrible state regardless. Like sure. it's just kind of the way that these things are going to be. And like, that doesn't excuse it, but I would say like, right. The, that those, I mean, gamers are going to be awful, terrible people at exactly. the end of the day, I, no I, I'd what. rather that you, you make them mad and then prove them wrong rather than now put yourself in this situation where you've thrown away a lot of the goodwill that the these communities had towards you and your products. Well, I'm saying um, that didn't I don't think that influenced what these corporate people were going to decide on anyway. I think they were just thinking very much like release it now because maybe we'll get I I, I really don't know what their thought process was by doing this because there's no way you would have. Maybe they thought you would make more money now, and if you delayed it again when it's not ready, you would lose a lot of the stock that you had. I'm not sure why, but I don't think a lot of those threats and the outrage really influenced their decision one way or another. I think this is something they were going to do. Oh, no, anyway. no, no. That, that's absolutely a high-level decision. Yeah. I, it's just, you know, there's there's obviously so much that goes into it, and it's... I, I don't know how many, how many times do we need to teach you this lesson, old man? Like, how many... <laughs> good gaming companies that like make these games that are incredible then have to go and pull like this exact same stunt and then be like oh no guess what it actually tarnished our image and this hurts a lot more than the sales that we lost. fallout 76 um, it's the same story yeah and so i like come on guys uh but all that is basically to say that you know i think if you are on a last gen console or you are uh, on a low-end PC, the straight-up advice is probably until until they prove otherwise, just steer clear of this game, you know? And, and we can talk about what our votes are later, but just, I, I think that's what it comes down to because you don't know if it's going to get fixed. And I hope it does. And honestly, I think it will at least to some degree. Certainly but not at a $60 price point. Yeah. How could they exactly. sell it at that price knowing they knew how this game was? Like, they knew it. They had to. It, you know... They did. They even said it in a... Um, when they put out that letter. Yeah. Yeah. They, they put out an apology. Yeah. And, they and... they regarded it. They said, we shouldn't have kept photos. And they did it anyway. They did it anyway. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I, there's further evidence that they knew, other than them saying straight up they knew, the autosave feature in this game is ridiculously good. It is a very good autosave <laughs> feature. It autosaves every five seconds or whatever. I don't know. Because every time my game crashed, the autosave would pick up literally like a minute or two right before it crashed. And I'm like, you're doing that because you knew this game would crash often. So you're trying to help people out by saving them some progress. They don't have to make up. That's my theory. But either way, bad. Shame on you, CD Project Red. You were my last hope. You were the last company I trusted. Now, no more. Bad. Uh, and this is why I will always tell people, do not pre-order. Because when you pre-order, they already have your money. Yes. Especially, I mean, I understand people want, like, collector's editions and stuff. And I I don't know, maybe that's the exception. But if you're like me and, like, you get games digitally, why are you pre-ordering? There's nothing to, like, hold for you. Like, back in the old day, you would pre-order at GameStop or whatever because you were worried about copies selling out. If you're just downloading it, they're not well, going to run out of internet like <laughs> in fairness they they do give out i mean they're minimal but bonuses to people that pre-order yeah. it um i what was i think was it final fantasy 7 remake where if you pre-ordered it at like gamestop or something they threw in like a little pin or whatever it's like oh yeah that's cute i do agree you probably shouldn't pre-order stuff because clearly after this game i'm like oh it's super risky to do that now yep um but they're offering refunds, allegedly. I don't know how well that's working out for people, yeah. so maybe well, we could get one, to too. Like See, I say this, but like this is the only game I've ever pre-ordered, but I did it because it was a gift, and I wanted to give the gift on the birthday and not in December. Right, and I think, so TJ, I you just said that people were struggling to get the, the refunds on PlayStation, right? Yeah, um... Because I think they're like, look, we'll offer you refunds through PlayStation. We're sorry about that. And Sony's like, oh, wait a minute. Um, 
<laughs> I don't know about that one. Chief. Right. So, mm, I Yikes. don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. But yeah. unless we have more to talk about performance-wise, I think now would be a good time to talk about narrative and then maybe move into a Narrative. Vote. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, just how did it feel for you, especially now that you've been through it all the way? I mean, we know, of course, we've t- touched on a lot of the issues and the fact that it's kind of more linear than you might expect based on, like, the setup of the game. But outside of that, you know, how did it land for you? Because I know for me, even though I'm not done with it, uh, I was surprised at how good it's been so far. Like, you could tell, you know, this is the team that made The Witcher, at least in some capacity. Um, I've found it interesting and engaging. Um, I found myself attached to characters relatively quickly, which I don't really expect usually. I'm like, if you want to hit me emotionally, you usually have to get me to spend many, many hours with a character or a group of characters to have, like, really an effect. Uh, and something happens relatively early in the game that I was like, oh, no. And then there's an optional thing that you could do later on regarding that, that I went to do that. And I was like, man, I'm sad. I'm just sad. Like, there's a twist uh, uh, somewhere in the game that also, like, had me uh, literally at the edge of my seat. Like, I was gonna save and end, like, stop playing for the night. And I ended up staying up another, like, two hours just to get through that section because I was like, what the hell? Um, so I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I don't, I don't know. How was it for you, Palazzo? I agree. I It's probably my favorite part. One of my favorites. Uh, the music's also great. But um, story has been engaging. Definitely. Same people that made The Witcher. Um, well, yes and no. The side quests I don't think are as interesting as The Witcher. Agreed. Agreed. Um, hit or miss in this one. Whereas in The Witcher, I thought every single side quest was engaging. Um, but the main story, I've been intrigued. I've definitely wanted to like keep going with it to see what what's the next part. What what am I going to learn now? How is this going to end? Um, I will say, after beating it, the ending was slightly unsatisfying. Um, not in the the path that I chose because again, we said there's like what five different endings. Yeah. The the branch that my story went off into, I didn't mind that so much. I minded the the center point, like before you branch off into those sure. different endings. Uh, how that ended, I didn't think was very climactic. It sort of just fizzled out for me. And I'm like, oh, that's it. I feel like there's not a lot of resolution here. Um, I don't know. But, but for the most part, the journey was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, the two things that really helped out the storytelling was the music which I thought was fantastic all the way through. And then the voice acting as well, really, I, I, I thought was was pretty great. Um, yeah, from the whole the, cast is, is quite good. Yeah, from V. she I, I love her. She's great. Keanu was in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know people had their quibbles about him in this game and his how he played his character, but I loved him the whole time. Um, I've been enjoying him. No, but yeah, all that stuff together, I thought it, it was a solid narrative. I, it wasn't bad. I liked it. Yeah, and, and you know, since we're touching on writing and, I guess, you know, world building and all that, I think just, I mean, the setting of anything cyberpunk is always so cool. Uh, and I think it's pulled off really effectively here. I think there's there's some really cool stuff to see, um, just the way that people interact with each other, what kind of society looks like. Um, I know for me, playing as the Nomad, the opening quest uh, was really cool, and it ended on a note. It was so... I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's so insignificant to the greater plot that I was like, oh, my God. Like, I I guess maybe just because I know a little bit more about, like, the world of cyberpunk because I've looked into the TTRPGs a little bit. And I was like, this is so ridiculous. I love it. Um, and there's a lot of cool stuff like that. Like, I find myself calling people on my phone all the time, like, literally just to talk to them. Oh, sorry. No, continue. Finish your thought. I'll jump in after. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that. that's it. Just, like, I enjoy the characters, and, like, there are characters that I literally, I want to build more relationships with. So I call them frequently if I can. Um, and really what this game does is that I there's just so much hype surrounding this in every respect that I think people are expecting this to be something more than it is. As someone who stayed pretty out of that, like, I just try not, I try to come into stuff as blind as I can. I've really been enjoying it. It kind of feels like a future Witcher, if that makes sense. Uh, Just a lot of the stuff evokes that feeling. 
down to like the scans and and a lot of the way the narrative unfolds and stuff like that. But um, I think this game being set in the future makes me wish we had more technology for games than we do. Like I wish I could actually talk to these characters and have them respond, which is obviously like not even in the realm of possibility of things that will happen anytime soon. But like, I, I'm just, I'm having these conversations. There are these characters that I want to say certain things to, and I just can't because of the limitations of technology. Um, That's good writing but, though. If it makes you want to, yeah, engage exactly. Like that. It, yeah, exactly. My point. Um, so I, I, while it sounds like a gripe, it's actually a plus in my book that I'm that interested in getting to know these characters. They feel real. Have you so encountered I've, Pan Am yet? Have you seen no. her? Oh, I'm in love with her. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've really enjoyed. Well, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's there's a there's someone that you meet early on. There's two characters. Uh, ah. Keanu. Yeah, there there I. It's enough to say that there's a lot of characters that are like, and Amanda, I'm so sad you you haven't experienced this because you are in it twice. What does that mean? What one, does of your, that mean? one of your characters from our other podcast, Dungeons and Drimbus, is in this game. Yeah, I saw you text that earlier, and I was like, "Wow, I wish I could understand." And uh, also, your uh, your like vaguely like Slavic accent that you do. You have like a character that you do. Uh, I've heard that voice in the game, and I was like, "This is literally a man." Oh, uh, <laughs> Nick Benetados, if you're listening. Cletus is in the game. <laughs> he goes Why by a different name. Why don't you guys like, record these moments? Why don't you record these moments? Because it's like then... in passing and then it's gone. Oh, John, do you know uh, Do you know the streamer on Twitch, Co Carnage? Have you heard of him? I do not. Ah, he's in the game. Like he, he did a voice in, oh. in the game, and I'm like, oh my god, he's in this. That's awesome. There's actually a lot of like big names in this game. I know Brian Deckhart from Detroit Become Human. He voices a character in this game. I think Kojima might be in it. My voice I a character. I love that. <laughs> or his likeness might just be a character. But there's a lot of like celebrity guests here, um, which is kind of cool to find those little Easter eggs here and there. But yeah. you brought up the phone thing. That's another small complaint I had. I thought it was a cool mechanic. I did enjoy like just calling people up whenever I wanted to and texting with them. But it was mm-hmm. intrusive. Oh my god. I'm yeah. getting texts from people in the middle of gunfights, in the middle of the final boss fight. I got a guy that's like, hey, do you want to come pick up a car that I found? I'm like, dude, leave me alone. I, I Stop texting me. It is constant. I, is yeah. there like an option to turn that off? Because I wish there I was. I have no clue. Uh, and I, I'll agree with you. They are frequent. I don't know. I Maybe I just I was too willing to immerse myself, and I was like, "This is true. I feel like this in my regular life often, so it makes <laughs> sense that in Cyberpunk, I got to the point where, like, when I was trying to play through the glitches, I was like, maybe, maybe I have a brain implant that's a glitchy, and that's why. That's hey, why the, the maybe it was so realistic. <laughs> maybe I'm like that in real life too. Like, stop, shut up, yeah. slam the phone down. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Nick, is there anything else you want to talk about? Or Amanda, TJ, are there any like outstanding questions you have before we move into a vote? Um, I personally don't. I, I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like I got a lot of information off of Twitter and just from <laughs> the world raging over it. So, yeah. But I don't know if TJ might. How did you feel about Keanu's performance as an actor? Because... A lot of, I'm hearing a lot of things that people are just like, just kind of bland and like wooden. I Well, Ooh. I don't think he was bland. He is very Keanu. So in that yeah. sense, I guess he was a little one note. However, that one note is very good and I didn't mind it. Um, it didn't break my immersion. I loved it. I loved him a lot. <laughs> He's good. Nick. Nick said exactly what I was thinking, but in the nicer way, I was going to say, yeah, uh, Keanu is bland, but he's <laughs> um, I don't mean that in a bad or he's not, but he's understated, Keanu's I Keanu. guess. Like right. he's a character he very, it's, it's very casual, but as best as he could. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I guess it is a little weird because Johnny Silverhand, the character that Keanu plays, if you look into the cyberpunk lore, um, is he doesn't like fit a character. Him. Yeah, it's a character from the TTRPG games. It's a very bombastic character. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's kind of weird that you would get like an understated actor to play it. But I think the situation that you find him in, it kind of makes sense. Right. Uh, and I, I actually thought it worked well. I 
I enjoy when he pops up. I like seeing Keanu leaning against the wall and having a chat with him. Hmm. Okay. So I've played a little game before called Arkham Knight, uh, where there are story beats in that game that are very similar to events that go on in this game with Johnny Silverhand. And it annoyed me a little bit in this game. Uh, mm-hmm. I sort of wish, how do I say this and not spoil it? Um, I wish certain events that happened in this game were not as frequent as they were. It was sort of like the phone call thing where I'm like, just gotcha, gotcha. stop, shut up. Um, that happened in this game a lot. Uh, and it was a very similar situation that happened in Arkham Knight um, with, I, I, I can't spoil that one either. Yeah, but yeah. If, it, just, if you're alluding to what I think you're alluding to, I do think that's kind of the point of what's happening, though. But right. I, it's a, it's fair. I get it. I think, yes, that was the purpose of it. I just didn't care for it. Um, but that's that's a me problem. That's not a them problem. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't think I have anything else. Textures. I forgot about that. Textures were constantly popping or sometimes not popping in. And that's yeah. a problem. But... If you have a system that can pop in textures and load them at their full glory, dude, it looks so good. And I'm so mad because I can't my game does not look great. Like it looks it looks like GTA 5 basically, which is not like a bad, bad. thing, especially considering I'm on pretty low settings. The fact that it looks like GTA 5 is like a compliment. Like it shows how far we've come. I wish but I was like playing I was, GTA 5. Yeah. In terms of but the look. when when you see what it can look like, like damn. Just some stuff it, yeah it's it's pretty impressive yeah um but hey you know we'll get there eventually so <laughs> i mean i could totally tell it looks like that too just based on the world that you receive walking around in that game and yeah. the 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 detail that they have just yeah. the storytelling and everything i'm like yeah i know this looks good on pc i just i'm not seeing that here in front of me right now on the mm-hmm. ps4 which is a shame yeah so, uh, shall we vote? We shall. In the case of Cyberpunk 2077, how do we vote? Oh, so this is... is such a hard <laughs> game to have to review. Um, because even though I wasn't crazy part of the hype, obviously a lot of people are. And I'm, I'm trying to come at it from a blank slate. So, you know... 10 hours into the game, I was like, I think I know what I need to know. I'm going to stop playing, um, and I'll come back to it when it's fixed. And so that was to say that I really enjoyed the game. I think it's going to be an an excellent, excellent game. But the state it was in, you, you couldn't enjoy it. And so, because you have to review software based on what it is now, at that point in time, I thought, you know... It has to be a do not buy with a co- with the caveat of I think either later down the line or when uh, if you get a high end PC or a next gen console whatever one of those where it can run more stably then it would become a buy. Um, so for my personal vote, I was like, well, it's not running well for me. So what are we going to do? But now it's running just well enough that I'm not. It's not immersion breaking anymore. And so I was like, what the, ah, why do you got to complicate stuff last minute? Um, ultimately, I think the deciding factor for me was that I like the game so much and it's running well enough now that I'm, I can't wait to, to play the rest of it. I'm going to continue playing it in its current state. So if you're like me and you have a system that can run it at least as well as mine, it is a buy but the caveat I mentioned earlier, if you are on an old, uh, on a last-gen console, stay away, at least for now. But if you're like me, it is a you should buy it, though. I think all the good actually outweighs the bad now that in, it's in a somewhat better state. Uh, okay. I'm going to end how I began by yep. saying <laughs> what a perfect way to end 2020 <laughs> Uh, the year began with the Australian bushfires, and it has ended with the dumpster fire of uh, Cyberpunk 2077. 
Uh, you ca- not only should you not buy this game in its current state, you cannot buy this game in its current state because it's unplayable. Um, sixty dollars is too much to ask for something that's broken. It's like if you have a giant cookie, a giant chocolate chip cookie that you want to buy from a store, and the cashier hands hands it to you. You pay like ten dollars for it. Here you go. Here's your giant cookie, and it's half eaten by this cashier. It's like, hey. Where the hell's the rest of my cookie, buddy? This looks delicious, but it's half of it's gone. It's not finished. It's not complete. That's what cyberpunk is. You just want your cookie, but it's not there. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not finished. Uh, and that is why, no, don't, please don't buy cyberpunk. Wait a few months. Wait for a discount. Even then, play Witcher 3. Play Yakuza. We're going to be playing that very soon. There's better options out there right now, and the amount of bugs that are in this game, honestly, I don't believe they could get rid of all of them. I might be pessimistic because uh, they they burned us this week. They really did, but yeah. Uh, needless to say, do not buy this game, please. That's Yikes. that's a fair vote. So now, I mean, I think I know which way this is going. Uh, I was in the lucky minority. I think the fact that Amanda didn't run for you at all probably uh, colors your uh. vote. But let's uh, <laughs> let's open it up to the two non-players. Let's uh, let's yeah. hear. Um, yeah, no, it sucks because like I really I did want to play it. I was only really gonna play it because you guys told me to. So, um, but I don't know, man. Just looking at how. CD handled it mm. from the beginning and not let you know not sharing those images and just being I it doesn't sit right with me and I yeah. I can still agree with John I can still agree with John because I can see how the game itself and the narrative like it could be really really good but right now no it's it's a do not buy a hundred percent you know what you raise a good point real quick sorry TJ just uh, super super quick don't buy this game not only because like I don't think it's a great product. But don't buy this game just to not support them. CD Projekt Red bad. Don't give them your money right now. Wait, they need to they need to make amends. All right, don't give them sixty dollars. Yeah. Also, sixty bucks like that's mm. for for a broken game. That's that's sad. That's really for sad. That's, a, that's actually really like unfortunate. I know like my impression was like a total joke, but I was actually pretty sad to see because I'm like so many people were looking forward to this, and it, it turned out to be just a. The bag of garbage. That's just really, really Jesus sad. Jesus did not rise this week. <laughs> Didn't happen this time. See, I'm mm-hmm. on the fence, right? <clears throat> and I'm on the fence because there's a lot of really cool stuff in the game. Like, a lot of really cool stuff. and Like, a lot of, like, some innovative stuff. And, like, I've seen stories where, like, some based on your decisions, like, there are complete storylines where other people won't see, even if you make everything but the same choice. Um, so on that aspect, yeah. it's really cool. Um, but you also can't play it on anything that's not a really good PC. And I don't know if $60, even for John, who's like, it's running like, okay. Um, like running okay is like a eh kind of thing. But on the other hand, it's like where John's sitting at with this game is kind of like how I felt with Avengers. Like this is a really fun game. It's just really, really broken. Um, so on that same aspect, cause even on next console, it's just not running well. Um, I gotta say for now, it's a do not buy until they like, until they can show that they fix it. I'm going to have to say with a do not buy. And I feel really bad about it cause it looks just like watching it. Like it just looks really fun. It hurts. It does hurt. I get no joy saying don't buy it. Like, it sucks. (laughs) So, uh, to exacerbate that not joy, Nick, would you like to do the honors? I would. In the case of Cyberpunk 2077, you should not buy it, though. All your hopes and dreams end in suffering and despair. See you in 2021. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, you forget. The, the clock is just going to reset. No. Please. Everyone, you got to say Jumanji on New Year's Eve, all right? And then it'll all go away. <laughs> what? Just scream yeah. Jumanji into the heavens. No, that that okay. was actually the absolute correct verdict for this game. Uh, but just... Yeah. 
It just hurts. It hurts. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just trying to represent the people who might be like me, and I'm like, I, right. no, yeah. I get it. Like, people definitely enjoy the game. No, of course. S- something about the game is good enough that I'm willing to power through. Exactly. Like, again, I have a friend who loves playing it. It just keeps crashing. Yeah, and that's and like, unacceptable, and you know? I think that autosave was just added in that, like, 20 yeah. gigabyte update. Because before that, it was crashing, and you would have to go back, like, 10 minutes of gameplay. I mean, wow. look at the reviewers that got PC copies, probably have top-of-the-line PCs. On Metacritic, the PC score is, like, 9s out of 10s all across the board. There are no negative reviews for PC um but meanwhile you look at the playstation scores and it's uh, fours five so yeah um people have had good experiences with this game so your vote is absolutely fair so yeah yeah, that's a good like the you know thing to have to hear to hear that perspective it just it straight up should not have come out on those systems and it probably shouldn't have come out for another couple of months just period right um but hey it is what it is and it's unfortunate. I I hope that in the future, maybe... Take the money you're going to spend on the game and put it towards getting a stronger PC to play in the future. Yeah. Hmm. I, I just hope that we get to a point with the game where eventually people get to enjoy it because I think there is a lot to, to like here. Uh, shooter-wise, it's probably one of the most fun shooters I've had in, in quite a while. I Personally, I, I enjoy the gameplay. I've enjoyed the stealth. Uh, and I want to see what else the game has to offer. But... I mean, it is what it is. Uh, On that note, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, If you've enjoyed what we're doing here, uh, please consider uh, checking out our Patreon so that Amanda can afford a system where she can actually play some of these games. (laughs) Help me, I'm poor. She wants to play (laughs) Hades on a Switch, guys. Help her. And uh, to get that... Uh, if you sign up for Patreon, we have really cool stuff like our 24-hour impressions for new games. We did one for Cyberpunk. Uh, you can also get cool stuff like our Discord and the ability to play some games with us, which would be fun. It's the holiday time. Let's play some games together. Yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, so consider checking that out. Links in the show notes below. Also, we have another podcast called Dungeons & Drimbus. And if you enjoy us here, I think you would really, really like what we're doing over there. Uh, our second season, Hunt for the Florida Man, is out right now. And uh, boy, howdy, is it a blast. And hey, we have a, a season three that is in production right now. That if you like video games, I think you might like that. Uh, so make sure you go check it out so that you're on board for whenever that starts happening. Um, but I think that's been it from us. We'll talk at you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.